evening, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of TXR. Always a great place to kick back, relax on a Sunday night, and listen to a gaming discussion with some really, really passionate gamers here. This is your host, Invader, and I'm really pumped to get into tonight's topics. Definitely lots to talk about in the gaming industry, to say the least. But first, definitely share this out, guys, and let your friends know about the best Sunday night show that is live right now. So get the word out about TXR. Now, let's introduce the Emerald crew. Tim Dog Buddy, how you been since we last chatted? Good, good. Happy to be here. Another uh, Sunday, another week of uh, video game talk, Xbox talk. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have panels here. And uh, just ready to go, ready to talk, 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 talk. Right, 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 right. Okay, Megatron, <laughs> how's things at uh, on the east side? Things are good. Things are good, man. Uh, still uh, playing a little Gears, trying to play a little Gears while I'm playing or talking with you guys. And uh, business as usual, I guess, ready to talk some games. Indeed. <laughs> Shock, Mr. Oh, Shockley, how's your week been, bud? Uh, pretty good. Ran some uh, multiplayer with my friends on Gears. That was pretty fun getting back into that uh, and just trying to finish the campaign. I'm almost there, like last chapter. <laughs> all right. All right. Sounds like a pretty productive week for you. And Centurion, you ready to talk gaming news, my friend? Oh, yeah. Always ready to talk gaming. You know how it is. So many games, so little time. Yeah, yeah, I definitely know how that feels. And hey, we already got uh, some people popping in here. Peter Sark, how you doing, bud? Matt Jones, Matt Jones, thanks for stopping in, bud. And we got the indie gamer here. Lots of people popping up already. Uh, Monk, Mike, Michael, Monkey Punch, all kinds of cool, very cool people here. All right, fellas, let's start off and talk about the recent game releases. We definitely got some big names hitting this week. Borderlands 3, lots of people uh, talking about this game. Has anybody here in the panel picked it up? I did. All right, Centurion, uh, how far are you into it? Uh, like, how how is it going so far? How are you finding it? I'm going to be up front. <laughs> so I picked the game up Thursday night and never got a chance to opening it. Um, Friday night. I, I mean, Friday night, Friday morning, I had a message from dealer on my phone warning me that the game was having huge instability issues. And I actually kind of held off from opening it until Friday night when uh, dealer kind of actually hit me up and uh, showed me a way of actually stabilizing the game by lowering down the, uh, the field of view from the default settings down to a 70 and it actually did stabilize the game. I'm not having lag issues like everybody else or huge frame rate drops. I'm even running it on resolution mode. And you're um, running PC by the way, right? Real quick to let people know. Is that No, I'm on Xbox One X. Oh, okay. All I didn't the, even know they the had those settings. Yeah, on <laughs> well, yeah, they're starting to put more settings like that in these games. I didn't even know it was there until dealer pointed it out to me. Um, and so I haven't had, like, I saw videos on Twitter from people that had almost a full second of lag from the moment they would push the J the joystick over to the moment the character would actually start moving. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it was, you know, everybody's talking about stadia. 
I think Stadia had better lag times than that. And it was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you know, Stadia, you had to slow the image down. These guys were sitting on their couch just filming it and putting it on Twitter. And I mean, it was asinine. So, but I haven't had issues on that scale. You could tell that there is a little bit of instability. Like when you go into the menu, you just can't flip through the menu like crazy. You actually have to wait, like, you know, flip to one page, wait a second, flip to the next page. Otherwise, if you go too quickly, it does lag behind. Um, so there's definitely some patch issues that they're going to have to address. Um, but the cell shading, it looks amazing on resolution mode. I mean, it, it looks very, very clean. All right. All right. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about this game recently for, well, it seems there's a, been some mixed reaction to it, which is unfortunate because it seemed like a pretty fun game from the trailers. And, you know, hopefully they uh, get the quirks fi uh, fixed quite uh, quickly because, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not trying. I just want it came to mind. It, one thing that does kind of like irk me on this whole situation with Borderlands 3 is it's got the same score as Gears 5, even mm. though of all those issues. And you're just mm. like, what is going on right now? So it, it, you don't want to be the guy wearing a tinfoil tin hat screaming double standard. But if you're going to put a game that has that many instability issues coming out on launch day in the same score group as Gears 5, something's up. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those scores. I mean, they're kind of fun to play with, you know, and kind of, you know, go back and forth with the community with, but that's something I really don't kind of rely I, on. Yeah, I just, I don't base anything on scores. I would, if you guys told me right now that a game was absolutely amazing, I would believe you hands down over any score. So, as far as the performance and everything that's been happening, I mean, it's not like you're able to still play the game, it's just kind of the quirks that you just want them to. No, yeah, I haven't had any, okay. I haven't had anything game breaking. Heck, the, you could kind of see how they're evolving the series. They kind of went remedy on us um, mm -hmm. in previous iterations. You know how Lilith, uh, the chick that's always in your head at the in every game, that you know in the first game she helped you find Pandora. Um, mm -hmm. You know they actually went remedy on us. She's an actual filmed character. She has a computer character, but like during those moments where she's in your head and you're the only one that can see her. It's an actual person that's been filmed. Cool. Wow. The only thing that I saw that was the most outstanding that would bother me the most is the game save. I heard there was issues with that. Have you had that experience at all or just? No, but no. there was one issue I read. I, ha I, don't, I haven't played co-op with nobody yet, but say you're like three hours ahead of me and you've done all these missions. The minute I join your game, on my screen, I am going to hear the audio for every single one of those missions almost oh. at once. So there's <laughs> definitely some craziness when it comes to the co-op. Actually all trying right. to take advantage of uh, all the all the you know the bad stuff and just didn't even I wanted to pick the game up but then I just kind of defaulted to gears so <laughs> I used right, it yeah. eventually I am going to definitely get the game. I was looking forward to it. But, uh, Everybody I've talked to says all they had to do is delay this game probably for a month, and mm -hmm. none of these issues would probably even exist. Um, <clears throat> that's why I said uh, last night on uh, Xbox show that 
these developers should actually, at least on the Xbox side of things, take advantage of the preview program that's on the Xbox mm -hmm. and just go to the guys who are part of the uh, what's the program where you guys get to play with like the UI interface, um, be, test the preview. new. Uh, well, that's the preview, but like the where you Insider? get like, yeah, the Insider Xbox program. They okay, could probably right. go to those guys who are probably part of the Insider Xbox program saying, hey, we want to give you limited access to the game temporary because we want to see how it functions in the wild. So that way they can get these instability issues ironed out before they have a full-blown launch. Right. Right. I wonder if they would have delayed it a month, though, what they would have, what, what other games they would have competing with. Like, I don't have the list of all the games that are coming out now, but, you know, you kind of think that was had something to do with it. Destiny and Call of Duty are next month, I know for sure, so that'd be one mm, thing yeah. I'd to put, but I remember when everybody was saying that, you know, oh, Gears 5 is going to release around Borderlands 3, and it's going to be nothing because everybody's going to be on Borderlands 3, and I mean, it's like crickets over at Borderlands. Oh, man. <laughs> well, one's super cheap yeah. to get into, one's 60 bucks, so. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do we have any NHL fans here? NHL uh, 20s finally out. Do we have any hockey fans on the panel? <laughs> Not really. I mean, no. I I, uh, I usually buy the NHL uh, the series, but um, it got kind of low ratings, so I don't know if, if something's up mm -hmm. or if it's just a rehash, but I saw it at 77 Metacritic, so I kind of right. held off on that one, and I held off on Borderlands, because obviously, uh, you know, Gears is uh, my. Uh, I'm trying to trying to finish the game, which is uh, it's a challenge, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm tempted to grab it because uh, one of my Maple Leafs are on the cover. Austin Matthews there. I'm a Leafs fan. Yeah, I know it's a, it's uh, it's been a long, long, long drought, but hey, always uh, hopeful. What can I say? Yeah, I should try them out. Uh, I'm a Kings fan, but I don't think I've. I used to play the NHL hits back in the day. It was like the blitz yeah. version of hockey, and that was mm -hmm. so much fun. But yeah, I should try. I out like the that. modern ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I might have to pick this one up, but we'll see. And uh, also, uh, interesting enough, we have uh, a lot of talk about this game, Greedfall, the new uh, open world RPG. Anybody planning on picking that up? I think I'm, I'm going to grab that. I'm going to grab that soon. I heard a lot of great things about yeah, that game. I heard, I heard good things about it. It's. Uh, I remember seeing the. Um, I think they showed that off on an inside Xbox. Um, uh, things so and it seems like it's pretty popular. It's pretty. Po it's it's the most uh, purchased game I believe on Steam right now. I think it uh, beat out uh, Gears. So it, it's um it's popular. So I'm definitely going to pick it up in the meantime. Uh, you know, once I finish these games and you know uh, catch up a little, uh, definitely have my eyes out on that. Absolutely. I just everyone's absolutely right here. You know, there's a lot of games out. There's a lot to talk about, but yeah, that one definitely that one definitely caught my eye just because it's getting a, like a lot of praise across the board right now for its RPG elements, open world. It just seems like a a different kind of game. It looks a lot of fun. So, definitely something to keep an eye out on. Um all right, guys, on that note, moving along, a few days ago, Xbox's Phil Spencer, Spencer and Bungie's uh, Pete Parsons were sitting playing Destiny 2 together over Get a live out. stream. 
Yeah, I, I know, right, Megatron? <laughs> I know. And uh, during that stream, Phil dropped a very subtle bit of information saying that he finally played the first games on the Xbox Scarlet earlier this week. Now, while he didn't mention any specifications for the console, it is encouraging that things are seemingly moving well for the Scarlet. Panel, obviously, is just a small remark about the system, but what games, I wonder, could we could he possibly be playing early for it? Any first-party showcases, do you think? Definitely Gears. I know uh, I wouldn't put that. Uh, that's probably first on the list, I think. Maybe Destiny. Right. <laughs> right there. Well, that's, that's for sure for him, knowing Phil. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand when, he's, when they make those comments. So uh, when Phil made that comment, he also dropped another uh, tease on that. I don't know if that's meant that they're playing on a dev kit or if they're playing on a simulated, uh, you know, uh, PC that's going to emulate what uh, what supposedly Scarlet's going to do. So it was mm-hmm. kind of I, I kind of I would would love to ask Phil for more clarification on that, but um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what that what that entails. Is he playing PC dev kit? But uh, obviously he has something that's um, closely regarded to it, and uh, he seems like uh, he, he was excited with it. So I'm sure uh, Gears was one of the showcases, and possibly maybe he had a, a newer build or some type of exclusive build with some some ray tracing uh, and stuff like that involved. Um, so it's interesting uh, to, 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 to hear that he's... Uh, you know, playing that. I don't think that, I don't even think that they have the specs finalized. So, like I said, I don't know uh, how to, you know, take what he said and I'll really try and understand or, or what's what. But um, obviously, uh, he knows more than us and uh, he could probably give us that answer. But, um, uh, it's, but we're getting close, I guess. So, mm-hmm. we're getting to the point where. You know, these uh, the talk is now not talk. It's actually, you know, there. So, fun stuff. Yeah, and it's it's encouraging. Yeah, it's, it, in a way, it's kind of vague. It's a small, small comment. But it is encouraging to see it like it's coming further along. And who knows? May, he, I, I would hope that, you know, since Halo Infinite's supposed to be a launch title, maybe that could be the game that he's playing. Maybe that game's come along pretty well as well. Uh, who knows? Yeah, maybe they could be testing gears out on it. Destiny, for all we know. Obviously, it's interesting seeing Bungie and uh, Xbox being so buddy-buddy now, too. You know, talk, you know, being on, uh, with Phil being on a stream together with Bungie. Playing Destiny yes, too. <laughs> I can't help the dream it. is the dream is the dream is alive. Knuckle. Megatron being very very excited <laughs> like a little schoolgirl oh, on a windy day, short dress, <laughs> 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 little Destiny uh, undies on. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, no, that's uh, I just I found that very interesting as well. But uh, it's a it is a very small remark, but still, you know, it's it's cool that uh, it seems like the hardware is getting finalized, and you know they're working out the kinks from the sounds of it. Uh, Centurion, do you have anything to add to this? Uh, is this a good sign that uh, Xbox Scarlet's moving along well? That they're finalizing things. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, he's been messing around with X Cloud 
on his own private server. So I, I you know, I'm pretty sure he's got his own Xbox Scarlet kind of running around hidden somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, he that definitely got. That yeah, he's definitely been messing around with uh, XCloud. It's going to be the next uh, big thing in the coming months. Uh, shock, shock, my buddy. How? What do you? What's your take on this? Do you think that uh, Phil's comments are uh, pretty positive moving forward for uh, Xbox Scarlet? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'd be exciting to see, especially all the current games have the boost that they'll get on the next Scarlet. And uh, I'm really actually interested to see how they, off maybe off topic there with Halo that's supposed to launch with it, how they're, I guess it's supposed to still launch on Xbox One base. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if there's a difference in the game between the two, but... Mm -hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see in the long run if they uh, if they stick to that. But, I mean, for all we know, that they could uh, change that. But hey, you know what? It's interesting that they're talking about this uh, still very early on. But we'll be getting more details. I'm assuming in the coming months. So we'll see what happens. But we'll move on to our next topic, guys. And it seems as if Gears 5 has already hit a huge milestone in just under a week. With some new data announced, Gears 5 has unseated Fortnite as the most played game over Xbox Live. And this is a pretty big deal, as this is the first time that Fortnite has slipped from the top spot since last summer. That's a pretty long time to uh, hold the crown. Now, fellas, what's your take on this? Do you think that Game Pass played a huge role in this? And do you think that it'll hold the top spot for next week? It definitely played a huge role in it. And that's what great games do. You know, it's just, uh, you know, on to the next. Uh, Gears is a phenomenal game. And, uh, and it shows. Uh, a lot of people were, you know, you know, downing uh, Rod and his decisions on making, not, you're not showing too much, uh, of the campaign, but I mean, look what we got now. Um, ah, it just kind of speaks for itself. I think uh, only time will tell if it'll, it'll dethrone uh, Fortnite for I don't remember how long, but still, uh, it's a good game, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely an interesting game. Uh, you know, there's been games like Black Ops 4 and Red Dead 2 that have come out uh, with online components, obviously, but they, they couldn't do what Gears uh, did, and those are massive, massive titles uh, mm -hmm. alone. So, I mean, for Gears 5 to do this, that's a pretty big install base. I mean, Gears is also on Steam as well, not just on Xbox and, you know, PC. It has a very large base uh, to pull from, and with Game Pass, it's just amazing the the amount of a player base that it has to draw from. Yeah, I think tomorrow uh, or this week you're going to get some uh, official numbers or some officials in regards to uh, you know uh, what this game has done. Um, I see some people trying to downplay it, uh, trying to say this and that, but um, I can tell you this much: I know. Um, it's, it's done, uh, it's done excellent. They are very happy. Uh, I think it's, I think it did better. Well, I'm pretty sure it did better than Forza Horizon 4, which was 2 million players in a week. Uh, so if you're above that, that's pretty, uh, impressive. Um, I'm thinking that they're around 3 million players for the week. Uh, I think that, uh, you're probably going to get some PR, um, most definitely, 
this week, possibly tomorrow, around 10 a.m. Usually they used uh, to kick off the week, and they usually either it's going to be um, 7 a.m. Pacific, or sometimes they go 6 a.m. Uh, real early, so uh, it could be 6 a.m. Eastern. So it, it depends, but I do think that they're going to have some PR uh, this week, so keep an eye on that. The game is uh, a big success. Uh, they put a lot into it, a lot of marketing. This game was marketed probably more than any other game other than Halo and uh, Halo 5. And, uh, you know, you got to do that type of stuff. They got to talk about their game pass numbers. I'm hoping that we can get some concrete numbers. Because from what I heard, that the uh, the Game Pass numbers really like took a big, big uh, spike, uh, you know, upwards. Obviously, uh, so a lot of people are playing this game, um, and that's what Microsoft wants. They don't really care if they say it's not like the old days where they say, "Yeah, I bought the physical." If you're buying it on Game Pass and you're subscribed to their service, guess what? They're going to say, okay, enjoy. It's not like it's a bad thing. Um, and for, for consumers and players and gamers, it's a great thing. I mean, you know, some sometimes you can't afford a game. This makes it uh, where you can always kind of always play and afford it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Sh- Shock, Mr. Shockley. Uh, do you think uh, Gears 5 will hold on to top spot going into next week or will the, uh, the free-to-play game come back? Um, I think, well, I think I noticed that it didn't it drop already? Didn't uh, Borderlands already take it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah but I think Borderlands is number one now. Yeah, and I think uh, Gears dropped down to pass some of the free-to-play games. Uh, but I think Rand, I remember him saying that Coalition said they had got three times the amount of I guess users playing the game than what they expected. So that probably has something to do with the well, even issues. But even if uh, it got, uh, you know, even if it is bouncing around right now, it still hit the top, which is something other games haven't been able to do. Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, as I as I said, Fortnite has been holding the top spot since man for about a year, if not more, and it's just it's crazy crazy the amount of weight that game holds you know free to play obviously has a lot to do with it very popular game um and gears is just like knocking it out of the ballpark right now Uh, obviously game pass helps a ton but uh i don't know will it sustain itself will the numbers keep uh you know will it be uh, regular numbers we'll see what happens there uh centurion uh do you think we'll see gears hold its numbers uh, I'm almost inclined to say that it's probably going to drop down and it has nothing to do with it being a horrible game. Mm-hmm. Also, the comment I'm about to make, Fortnite is a great game. It's a very popular game, but it happens to be extremely popular with the younger generation. And Gears, I'm not saying that there's probably younger people that do play it, but you know, Gears has been around for a very long time. The franchise probably has uh, an older generation of gamer that enjoys it. And, you know, most of the older generation, we all got jobs. We all got responsibilities. So we're not going to be able to play it as much. So I do definitely see Fortnite rising back up because everybody and their grandmother wanted to be there for the Gears launch. And now everybody's going to go back to their normal lives. 
Big Rap Lee. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see uh, the scenario where, you know, people play Gears for, you know, a couple of weeks, depending, you know, go through the campaign, multiplayer, horde, so on. And then once they got their fix, they'll go back to their regular games like Fortnite, for example, as you right. said. Um, but that's not to guys... say that Gears won't hold uh, like solid numbers for the multiplayer. They, they oh, no, they're they definitely going to hold some solid numbers. Come on. Can you name a game that has that much more, has that much multiplayer, that much variety in multiplayer? Come on. Give me that name. Batista skin that just dropped today. We'll give it oh, yeah. I got to check that out. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> a Marcus skin, you won't find it as a character. Makes you want to run around screaming, give me what I want. Everybody's opinion. Yeah. Like, what do you get? What do you think the biggest draw was? You think it was the campaign, or you think it was the multiplayer, or a little of, to me, it was both. Can, the campaign, I, yeah. Honestly, I know a lot of people play it for uh, like competitive multiplayer and horde. I, I I'm gonna cheat a bit. I'm gonna say like the entire package, but campaign like automatically comes to mind. Gears mm -hmm. has always had a solid co-op campaign. And I just yeah, I think yeah, I I think that that's what what's gonna kind of give this longevity is the campaign is very strong. Um, I know for a fact that uh, Gears Five numbers absolutely triumphs Gears Four. Um, that could just tell you all you need to know about Gears Four. It didn't really sell what they expected. They didn't even have PR for it. Um, but this is a move in the right direction. It's a big win for. Uh, you know, Xbox Game Studios. I do think it's going to withstand. I think it's going to probably hit 10 million players, just like uh, Forza Horizon 4. Uh, it's kind of on that same trajectory, maybe even a little faster. Um, but yeah, they got their win. They got their, we, you know, Xbox fans have been, you know, wanting this type of game for a long time. And we've got it. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm still in the middle of playing it. Some other people are playing it too on the panel. Some finished it. Um, but you know, this is what, uh, we were all asking for and, uh, we got it. So I, I don't think that, uh, there's really much to be, um, negative about it. I see people trying to say, you know, it's dropping off or bad steam numbers, but the fact of the matter is, is that, um, the game you know, is phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> the game is phenomenal. Exactly. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I think that that's gonna, uh, you know, it's going to prove itself out. Just like when we get the information this week, um, you know, it's going to, you know, it's just going to give it some validation. This this game was uh, a big game for Microsoft and, a, and you know, it, it, it's something that Xbox needed in the worst way. I can only imagine what Halo uh, Infinite um, is going to do. I mean, I'm thinking you're talking 5 million players in a week because uh, obviously that's what they go by. They don't usually they don't do the physical sales anymore and things have changed. Right, plus it's PC. I can see Halo really uh, you know, um, you know, ratcheting things up. Plus also the big winner here too is as I alluded to before, is Game Pass. Game Pass now has become more recognizable. Um, and, and I'm hoping that Microsoft really starts talking up the numbers and talking about how many people there are because people kind of flock to what's popular and if they hear that game pass is popular and or you know their service is popular people will 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 uh will buy into it i mean right now there's still many parents that don't know 
what you know Game Pass is, or you know most I think most gamers do, but I think that there's still a lot of people that don't know about it, and the awareness uh, you know it should be a little bit more than it is. But um, that's that's for another debate. Yeah, I'm glad Peter's you brought up PR. You can't go anywhere right now without seeing a commercial for Gears Five right now. Which is totally yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's awesome. We can, like we were out eating lunch today, yeah. and there was a football game on, and all of a sudden, a Gears Five commercials on. Nice. Yeah, we can shut that narrative up. That was, you know, so many people were saying, you know, they don't go hard with their games, and they don't, they don't market them. Listen, they're not going to market Crackdown Three when they know it's bullshit. You know, they knew that the game wasn't what it was, what they envisioned it. They knew it was kind of, let's be honest. Uh, a failure, and and they and they and they conveyed it because they didn't talk about it. Even Forza Horizon Three, you look at that as four. They didn't have this type of marketing, um, but they knew that this is their game. They knew that this is their you know franchise, and they knew that they you know uh, you know you're going to see this type of marketing um, even to a, a, a bigger extent, even with Halo. That is their bread and butter. That is what you're going to see. Um, shit out. So uh, the narrative that they're not marketing anymore um, or they gave up uh, pretty much thrown out with this whole thing. You've seen it in movie theaters. You've seen it uh, all over the place. TV, uh, all over the place. You know what I mean? And you're still seeing it. So kudos to uh, Mr. Greenberg and uh, marketing mm-hmm. over there. They really did a great job here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've definitely been noticing it uh, in different advertisements like you guys. And also, you know, this the Game Pass subscription obviously helps. And it gets, just being able to get more people to be able to play it and the ease of just downloading it, being able to subscribe to the service. You know, it's a big home run and it really gets people to try out your games. Even if, even if they don't end up liking it, they still play it right they still get to test it out for a bit and that's something whereas some people might be turned off for buying it for like 60 70 bucks so you know i have yet by the way to even beat the game i'm stuck on (laughs) act two chapter four and i don't know i made the decision to trying to beat it on insane and it's like tough as nails right you're insane mr insane yeah I, i see peter starks in the chat says that he bought he's playing gears um, for the campaign is hoping that there's going to be DLC missions, which would be cool. They've only done that one time, I think, with the DLC, and I think it was the Gears Two or Three. No, they've done it for Three Two, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, they did for Two and Three. They they, they put the deleted uh, like mm-hmm. scene with Marcus and Dom in the second. Oh yeah, and then they had one with uh, General Rom, I think, in uh, yeah, Gears Three. That was cool. That was actually pretty cool. But I think it ended too short. That was the uh, one with the smoking. I think. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Cigar, there, Barrack. Uh, the good old days. All right, guys, uh, moving along here onto some pretty cool news, actually. And we've got the newest, the latest Sea of Thieves update. And man, it's hard to believe that this game is still seeing significant updates after a year or over a year out now. And man, it's really setting its sails. The Smuggler's Fortune update adds new voyages to complete. The Pirate's Emporium, which is a new premium store for cosmetics such as new emotes. And now finally pets. They've been talking about pets for a while and we finally 
get to have a pet monkey, pet cat, and so on. Uh, there's also new ship uh, libraries uh, available, including a Banjo-Kazooie-inspired one. Man, there's a lot of uh, Banjo these days. Hmm. And there's also new skeletons to hunt down for coins that can be spent at the new stores. So, guys, this is a pretty big update. Uh, do any of you guys like or interested in uh, trying this out now that they've added it in? I want to try it. Unfortunately, I'm about that Gears of Life right now. I actually love, love Sea of Thieves. It's one of my new favorite IPs this gen. Um, but I haven't had the time to really kind of delve deep into that, man. Um, I don't know. It's great that mm -hmm. they're still supporting the game. Um, but I really need to take some time to uh, really get into it. The last time I played Sea of Thieves actually was with uh, you and Dealer, I think. That's <laughs> <laughs> how long it's been. But yeah. it's a great game. Like that, I mean, it's a great game. I love the sense of adventure. And uh, even when I'm playing by myself, um, it's it's a great, great game. I think they did a hell, a hell of a job there at Rare with that. But um, uh -huh. I do want to try it. But I'm just, right now, it's just focused on Gears, unfortunately. So Well, um. Yeah, you know what? It, I, last time I played it too was yeah a couple of months back with you and Dealer Megatron, and you know we had we had a pretty good time. Uh, even after you left, me and Dealer were just uh, kind of screwing around, and uh, and I actually you know we were just you know we were trying to take like a whole bunch of these uh, plants or something, these crates full of uh, plants to somebody, and you know it just turns mm -hmm. into a little adventure in itself, you know, but. Uh, I don't know. Like, I definitely want to get back into it. Maybe we can get the TR TXR crew involved uh, again. Like, it would be cool to jump in again and, uh, you know, sail the high seas. Uh, other panel members, how do you uh, guys feel about this update? Are any of you guys Sea of Thieves uh, fans? I love Sea of Thieves. It's one of the few games that my wife will actually play with me. Nice. Dude, uh, cool. I never saw that coming. Like, all right. I was a day one adopter for Sea of Thieves. I paid $60 for that game physically the day it came out because I wanted to support Rare. Um, and I ended up getting the game digitally before it came to Game Pass because my wife actually enjoyed playing it and I wanted us to play together. So I bought it digitally so that way I did game share with her console. Um, and so, yeah, me and her have played that game regularly. We have a great time playing it. I never thought in a hundred years that my wife would ever be on that game with me. So I get excited every time she wants to play with me. Um, every time there's an update, we always want to kind of go out and see the, the new thing that's coming out. And, uh, I'm, I'll be truthful. I'm even kind of excited for the pets, man. I want to have like a little companion buddy kind of running around with me. Well, there yeah, I don't know if anybody noticed in the trailers, but you can actually shoot the pets from the looks of it out the cannons. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they did something where they shot a pet monkey out of cannon. <laughs> it seemed pretty cruel. I was actually kind of surprised that they allowed that in the game. But, but uh... you know, the one thing I want to point out, though, is not to sound like that guy, but, you know, we'll use God of War, for example. Sony is like, thanks for your 60 bucks. Go play that game. And that's all you get. Sea of Thieves, whether you've had it on Game Pass for a dollar or you bought it day one for 60 bucks, they're still supporting that game, creating content and events that draw you in. 
you know, that's got to be said for something, yeah, uh, especially when it comes to a title that basically everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's Sea of Thieves. Like, I, I could have sworn of somebody the other day on Twitter that tried to say that nobody was on Sea of Thieves because the person that was looking for people was on PC. And it's like, yeah, you can't find nobody because none of the people that play on console have their crossplay turned on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I remember. Yeah. I- oh, no, go ahead, Tim. No, I just think I just to just to you know piggyback on what he's saying. You know, I had this conversation with somebody, and you know, Microsoft really doesn't get the credit it, it deserves in this area. Uh, not only um, you know does Gears have a, a AAA campaign, but it has five, not just one tact mode, good mode. Um, not what other console maker um, only have a game that that's like um, from their first party that that's uh, uh you know a game like Sea of Thieves or even you look at Sea of Thieves and they're they're constantly updating it. I guess you could say Gran Turismo, but um you know uh, again that that was lacking in single player. Uh, with Xbox, it seems like you get the, you know, uh, what they're, they're, they're pushing to for is you get the whole package. You get multiplayer, you're going to get single player, you're going to get multiplayer and single player games, and you're going to get games like this, games as a service that they just keep adding and adding and adding. And, uh, you know, kudos to Rare. Uh, I'm sure they're close to 10 million players themselves. Sea of Thieves is still being played t- to this day, it's still being streamed. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great thing that they have these games that, you know, you can just keep on going back to. I'm going to probably go back to it and try the pets and play it, but, you know, it's great to always have that always there, especially in times when there's, you know, uh, you know, down times or there's not many games coming out. You'll, you can always go back to Sea of Thieves and play with your friends. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and Sea of Thieves, you know, it's it's such an interesting case because it was one of the first, if not the first game, a Microsoft game in uh, for Game Pass, for example, that was allowed at launch. And it was one of those games that it was getting a lot of publicity over Twitch because people are streaming it and uh, even before it was coming out for tests. And it just it was such a unique game for what it was. And when it launched, everyone was talking about how, while they were enjoying the experience, at the same time, they wanted more content. And I'll admit, I was one of those people. I'm a huge Rare fan. I wanted to support Rare. I got the game uh, physical copy. I had it pre-ordered for, well, a very long time over Amazon. And when I got it, I was like, well, you know, I wish there was more here, but I really want to support it. And... You know, further down the line, they've been adding and adding and adding. And occasionally I keep coming back. And it's just it's such a unique case where the it has such a, a hardcore dedicated fan base to it. Now I see people playing Sea of Thieves to this day on my mm-hmm. over Xbox Live. Uh, I know fans of the show like Siberia. He's really into it. Uh, there's a few others. Uh, what's his name? Crazy Juan. Like, there's a whole bunch of people that are just dedicated that I see playing this game daily, uh, if not every other day. Like, it's great to see Rare and Microsoft supporting this game because I still think that there's a lot to this game that they can do with it. 
uh shock uh shockley have you uh are you interested in sea of thieves at all uh going back into the updates um i haven't gone back to check it out um but i do find that when you play with all brits it's way more fun <laughs> just because you get british humor with the pirates and being the you know doing the pirating um, i usually use it to test out the hdr on my tv <laughs> oh absolutely yeah, it is an HDR showcase. It's a good point. Um, you know, one of the best looking, if you really do want to showcase or test your HDR, the, the, you know, I would say Sea of Thieves is top, one of the top teams, especially with the reds and the, and the, the vibrant colors. Uh, yeah, my OLED, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Like I, I see um, you know, people talk and, and, and kind of make fun of the game and, or the graphic style, but, you know, that game is honestly a, a gorgeous game, uh, you know, when you're playing it right the right way. Let's not forget the sound. There, no, there were no slouch with the audio um, set up. Um, I don't know what they're using. Yeah, I'm not like a tech really. guy, but when, I, when, I'm, when I'm getting these ship battles and those, those cannonballs are whizzing by and then you hear the ocean and whether it's the Kraken and, or the guns that are going off when you're fighting on the ship that sounds excellent to me like that really i mean that pulls me in it really mm -hmm. really pulls me in so they did a hell of a job with that too yeah um, well it's such an experience-based game too because you're out in the water and then you're caught in a storm suddenly your compass goes haywire mm -hmm. the waves are just yeah. going crazy That's like so great about it i swear i it is i mean it, it can go from That's just it can go from calm to like extreme in a matter of seconds. You know, it gets really tense if you got, you know, you grab a couple of chests, a couple of skulls, and then you start to realize what you have and you, you're worrying about if you're going to get like, you know, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, attacked. The game is phenomenal. Yeah. Man. I, I really don't think it gets as yeah. great. Um, you know, I but, think the, the, the loud majority of uh, Mega. Uh, it definitely, um, you know, you hear them making fun of the game and, you know, this and that. But the reality is, is that you have people like yourself, um, you know, uh, a lot of kids play the game. There's still, there's still people, kids that are playing the game. Um, a lot of women like to play the game, you know. Uh, so it, it appeals to, I think, uh, a, a variety of uh, gamers and, um Overall, though, I think that uh, it's it's a well appreciated game. I just think that when you hear, um, you know, the the loud majority, the, the loud minority, I guess, of what you call Twitter and people make fun of it, you think it might not, you know, be doing as well. But the the game is is uh, doing uh, amazing. Yes, there's no elite in uh, in the chat said he loves just sailing around, and um, that's cool too. I've done that before, and then you got. Um, the original next level gaming, uh, best water effects, which a ton of people have said, but yeah, the game's phenomenal, man. We should, Hands we should... down, best best water effects. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, what, what do you think that done? they will do with, with with this game though? Like, are they going to continue chat uh, as well? You can you can uh, you know chime in panel. What, uh, I ask this question to everyone: What do you think the future is for Sea of Thieves? Is there an end? Or is this a game that they're going to, you know, support five years down the road? Originally, I remember when they had uh, said 
that you know 2017 when it came out that the, you know they were looking to support the scheme for over three years and uh you know in 2020 i guess that we'll be getting to that point um do you think that there's an end to this or do you think that uh you know they're going to move on um or you think that they're still going to just keep adding and adding and adding Ah, well, that's a pretty good question. I think, well, eventually they're going to have to move on to something else. Um, but it sounds like, I mean, as long as the people are there, how can they not support? How can it end? All you got to do is really kind of keep, keep adding to the different, uh, you know, the story. Well, what you I'm know, saying, these... like, like, are they going to have these, you know, they have these weekly things that you have? Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. they going to have, are they going to have updates? Like, you look at the anniversary update, that was a huge update. Yeah. Um, the update that they just had now with the pets, um, you know, that was long rumored. Um, I don't, you know, right now I think pretty much they they got everything that they've said that they wanted to do. They they, they got Arena, um, which I, th- I thought would have been more popular, but, uh, you know, they even got the stories uh, that, they, you know, the single player, uh, if you wanted to play, um, even though it's a multiplayer game by nature. Uh, like I want, if there's a next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because they've pretty much gone over the majority of what they promised, if I'm not mistaken, because they've added a whole bunch yeah. of. Uh, they've added everything. Yeah, I like. I can't. I'm not 100% sure what else they have planned in the pipeline, but a lot of the stuff they've delivered on already. So, I mean, besides maybe some people being kept on for maintenance, like I I just don't know if they have any other like big updates or expansions to announce for it because they haven't really hinted at anything as far as I know. Like, don't get me wrong, like guys in the chat, panel members, I would love to see it being uh, continued on and to be supported by Rare and Microsoft with future like updates. But it's just with how everything goes in the industry, I just think that eventually the majority of these teams are going to move on to something else. Right. But, but how much that, manpower do you need? I mean, the original Next Level Gaming says they will keep adding and doing things until the player numbers start dropping significantly, which is true. Um, I, do, I have heard that they wanted to have some shorter quests um you know uh, one of the knocks or one of the things that was um you know being pushed at rare was you know uh they need to do things in under 45 minutes like some quests under 45 minutes because when you do play sea of thieves it's usually a two or three hour affair so i can think that they could have maybe some shorter uh shorter tasks or stuff like that um but yeah, if the numbers are still there and supporting it, uh, they could have a small team around uh, the game to just keep adding and, and keeping everything, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, afloat. But you know, the the fact is though that Rare is definitely working on either one or two IPs. So um, they're almost up to three hundred people, two hundred fifty-five on LinkedIn. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this is a studio that uh, you know. Uh, 2017 was at 100 de- developers. You know, now it's almost triple in size. One game's definitely uh, in the works, um, but I wonder if they're maybe working on two. Maybe they're working on a banjo and something else. Uh, that'd be really good, I think. Well, that'd be awesome. I just, 
who knows what they're working on. They've been pretty secretive about what they're doing. I mean, personally, I would love to see them be that studio that's supposedly working on Perfect Dark, but I don't know. I don't know if they have it in them to do it. I think their focus is on, is on more new stuff. They seem to be focused on new IP from what uh, Duncan has said, the head of the studio. But mm -hmm. we'll see, fellas. Um, see I hope it never ends. <laughs> when I think of CFDs, I think of something like Minecraft, a world, you know, world building. And you just keep adding to it, and the story, the lore, uh, different things. There's so much. The possibilities are endless with this game. And actually, one of my goals uh, for 2019 was to become pirate legend. I'm so far from that right now. <laughs> so far from that right now. But yeah. I would love to be able to get that before uh, 2020 <laughs> that's, rolls that's around. Well, yeah, I see 2.0. I see like the 2.0 updates. I see graphic enhancements, maybe ray tracing. This is, it. I mean, as long as the community is there and they keep supporting the game and it grows and you know, I just I don't hope I hope it never ends. Mm -hmm. So it's a great yeah, game. It's great that, that that Xbox is uh you know really mm -hmm. supporting their games and, and supporting the content. Uh you know, there's a lot of knocks on Xbox from here and there. Everyone's a Monday morning quarterback when it comes to Xbox. Mm -hmm. But you know, they don't get the credit that they deserve sometimes, especially with what they provide multiplayer wise. Uh you know, games like Sea of Thieves, uh, just no no nobody else is really doing that type of of that type of stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, and more to come, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, uh, just just uh, glad that uh, we can appreciate something that, you know, deserves to be kind of praised. Absolutely. All right. Welcome to the show, the Don. Welcome, Don. How you doing, buddy? The Don. Yeah. Yeah, good guy right there. Shizno Elite, uh, happy to see you in the chat. Definitely uh, seeing some good conversations happen happening here. NLG Gaming, love seeing you here. Uh, we got some other people who popped in here midway through the show. Oh, speaking of which, Midway 7 Monster, thanks uh, for stopping by. Seeing a lot of ads on, on NFL games. I'm assuming that's for Gears 5. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. And indie gamers being very chatty in the chat, of course. Nice to see you, Indy. Uh, but moving on, fellas. And again, I hope that Sea of Thieves does get uh, continued on with further updates. Uh, a few days ago, Remedy announced post-launch content for their recently released game, Control. They announced a new photo mode, a new game with expeditions. Or, sorry, a new game mode. But what caught most people's eyes was the expansion pass. In early 2020, the Foundation expansion will be available, but expansion number two is to be released in mid-2020, and it's labeled AWE, or AH, and features the cover of cult classic Alan Wake. Guys, what do you make of this? Are we going to see the world of Alan Wake return with this DLC for Control? I need to hop in real quick. Has anybody played Control other than me? I haven't. I haven't had the chance to pick it up just because okay. of the game back. I haven't. I have the game. I haven't been playing it though. I, 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 I definitely am going to play. I want to. I want to at least dial it back. The AWE does not stand for Alan Wake. It stands for Altered World Event. Mm -hmm. Basically, something happened that altered the world around them. They have in the games. You have what are known as oops objects of power that give you, you know, powers beyond a normal human. You ha also have uh, um, uh, objects that basically alter the world around them, and AWE. 
Um, and <clears throat> the funny part is when you play the game, Alan Wake is already in it. He's mm. not there in character, but you got to remember right. this is the federal. The way Remedy wants their games to function is they want them to all take place in the same universe, kind of like the Marvel universe. Um, so they want all their games to take place in the same universe. And as you're playing Control, you obviously are in their are in their bureau building, and you get to pick up their files as you play the game, kind of similar to. Uh, quantum break remember how you'd pick up the files and you would read them to kind of get more of the story right well as you pick up these files they talk about things that they have found all over the united states objects and events that have occurred and alan wake comes up in some of these documents mm -hmm. um and basically um it hasn't been like i'm not giving you any of the main game story at all but when you read these documents you find out that agents from the bureau were dispatched to basically go to the lake where the Alan Wake incident occurred. And they actually talk about how whatever happened there was a altered world event. In other words, it was such an event that it actually altered the world around them. So mm -hmm. they have already been kind of planting those seeds into the main game as you play it. Well, it's interesting you say that because there's a description here of Expansion Pack 2, AWE. The Bureau studied its most dangerous alter world events in this lost sector. The records were sealed, the subjects, the sorry, the objects contained, and their powers abandoned. Now the sector is breached and the objects are loose. AWE brings new story content and side missions, as well as new weapons and mods in the world of control. So, I mean, that sounds pretty suggestive right there. I mean... I already bet you like one of the objects that they're going to bring into is the typewriter that he used in the game. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. That because that's, that's the way it works is when you in their world, when you have an, uh, that's what creates an object of power is when you have somebody putting so much energy into the object that they're using. Um, like uh, when you read the files on these objects, like there's a rubber duck in that game that gave me hell. You know, and it's because basically an, an incident occurred and the energies from that incident binded themselves to that object. And I already know from the way it's described that probably uh, Alan Wake's typewriter is going to come into play into this expansion. Ooh, like, well, I, I'm I an Alan Wake fanatic. I love it. Right. Oh, go I ahead, Tim. Say that the, the, no, I just wanted to say that you know, they are the kings of storytelling. And um, uh, unfortunately, I don't know if you guys saw it, it didn't chart in the, t in the top 20 in, in MPD, which it did come out the 30th, the last day. But um, if this type of game, especially going on three, multi uh, three platforms or, or two platforms in PC, really should have charted. Um, so I was kind of disappointed in that. But as Centurion points out, you know, that's one of the reasons why they're one of my favorite developers. They are the type of, you know, developer that they put things in games and they let you discover them. And, and when you discover them, for me, it's always kind of like special experience, uh, whether it would be the shows that they showed, uh, the Springs or uh, the Outer Springs or whatever it was called. Um, you know, the, the, you know, alluding to the former games or characters, uh, the little things that you read that, you know, uh, the things that they put in there 
are are just awesome. Um, it's just a shame that people really, you know, aren't, uh, you know, seem to be buying their games because Quantum Break seems to sell well and this seems to sell well. But um, maybe uh, maybe that'll change. But um, overall, I have to say, though, uh, they are the kings of storytellers. And if you do like games that are in-depth and you want to play a game that, you know, uh, you're going to take some time and read and, and actually give it a shot. These guys are great, and uh, I cannot wait to get into control after years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because, you know, just uh, a little while ago, what, like maybe a month or a little more than that, uh, it was announced that Mike, that Remedy had got back the publishing rights for Alan Wake, and many people were wondering when we we're going to hear more about Alan Wake and if, you know, we're going to see some kind of a sequel come, a, a proper one. And it's just interesting that they're doing this with control and uh, incorporating the world because Remedy are just fantastic storytellers. And it's a shame, like uh, you guys were saying, Centurion and Tim Dog that their game just charted so underwhelming because they're fantastic. They make quality games. I loved Quantum Break, but unfortunately, you know, it just it didn't perform the, the way that they wanted it to. Now, so, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but it just dawned on me. I feel like the bugs and glitches in Control were way worse than what was going on in, uh, in Borderlands. Hmm. Because, like... There's times where you would have to go like the map system in that game sucks already. And when you would bring up the map and it wouldn't show you the map, the only thing you would see is your icon and the words to the rooms. Like you wouldn't actually see the hallways or anything. It would just be basically invisible. You'd have to like open and close the map three or four times to get it to appear. Uh, menu icons wouldn't load. Um, like, and also their graphics engine. Like, it's really cool. You know, the ability to rip a chunk of concrete off the wall and literally charge it up and throw it at somebody with, like, devastating mm -hmm. effect is awesome. But also at the same time, that graphics engine, I've had carts end up over my character like a, gang of, a game of ring toss. And you're, like, running around trying to jump out of the cart because you're now – the cart is, like, over your character and you're trying to get out of it because of the game physics. I've also mm -hmm. had, like, cardboard boxes stick to me and you're trying to jump out of them. So, and the funny part is I actually got that stuff on my DVR recorded. And when I do my control review, I'm actually going to show it. It wasn't like game breaking, but it was annoying at the same time. Cause now you're running around with a cardboard box underneath you. Wow. Oh man. <laughs> was this, wasn't there an update? Did they patch that recently though? Or was this before or after? I thought there was a, a uh, some type of a, a patch I or something. I don't know, because, like, the cardboard box only happened to me twice, and the cart thing only happened to me once, so it wasn't, like, repetitive, but it was just still one of those things where, you know, it's like you're dealing with a new kind of destruction engine, and so you're kind of not used to the kind of glitches that could kind of come with it, and right. they, it was few and far between. It was actually hilarious, but after about, you know, 30 seconds of laughing at it, you're like, okay, now I got to get this thing off, and now you're trying to hop around and stuff and get out of it. <clears throat> wow absolutely uh now mr kima in the chat here ha is asking have you discussed the microsoft and disney partnership now do you guys know what he's talking about no i saw something i don't remember exactly what that was 
now apparently <laughs> apparently Disney Studios and Microsoft have announced a five-year partnership to create, produce, and distribute content on Microsoft Azure. So that's a pretty big deal right there. Oh, they're probably just gonna be like Sony where they're putting their their streaming service on Azure. It just you know, I, I if you're running a streaming service, you'd be silly not to look at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Well, like NLG uh, Gaming is saying, Disney's using Azure for streaming, which is very, you know, it makes sense, right? Because Azure is a very strong platform. If Sony's using it for uh, going forward, many other big companies are going to pick up on that, too. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. It is Azure. It's um, a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. And they're going to pretty much use the uh, cloud. Uh, they're going to use Azure. Yeah, but that's a, that's a great pickup for Microsoft, though. I mean, obviously, other companies are just buying into it. You know, they're buying into their uh, the cloud-based technology. So, you know, kudos to them for doing that. I mean, really, there's no negative to that. That's just more business going into the cloud and uh, Azure and really just keeping Microsoft's business afloat. I mean, people forget that Azure is make you know probably making the biggest uh, bucks now for Microsoft. So no, that's very, yeah, you know, it's huge. It's absolutely massive the way the shift has gone uh, in terms of uh, how they do business. Yeah, well, even when when you have you know even when you have Sony, their biggest competitor, and I guess the video games. Uh, you know, uh, if you consider, you know, um, what they're doing with consoles and stuff like that, that when they're coming to Xbox and they're saying, hey, you know, we want to use your cloud, uh, it, it says a lot. It's, it just it goes to show you, because Sony in a million years uh, um, doesn't want to do that, but they, they realize, they look at the landscape and they realize, you know, that they're going to need a cloud uh, you know, you know, for their game, do the things that XCloud's doing because that's just the way things are going. Um, but yeah, Microsoft's uh, in 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 such a, a strong position with Azure. You know, you go from being mm -hmm. a, a company that's doing operating systems for you know computers, and you know, you think that that would last. Uh, you know, until the end of time, but obviously things change, and you know, they tried the phone and. They try to get into the phone, the cell phone business, but then they, they struck gold with, uh, you know, with Satya and, and the push for the cloud. They, they were a little ahead of their time at that time, and now they're paying dividends. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Nintendo may be able to jump on board, too. They haven't said anything yet on what they were going to do. Well, I've, heard, I've heard that that, that is something no. that... Um, no, I heard that's something that, that, that could possibly happen. You know, mm -hmm. when the whole thing with Sony came down, I remember talking to a couple of people and, and kind of people alluded, said, oh, well, maybe we're not even done yet. So mm -hmm. possibly I'm sure, I'm sure Nintendo and, and, you know, obviously Sony, uh, you know, realized that, you know, uh, you're going to have to have a cloud solution. It's just to go into next gen and to think that you could just, you know, go the way mm -hmm. we've been gaming since 2006 yeah, in theory, it's pretty cool, but things move on, you know? You mm -hmm. know things come and they it's a plan. And, you know, the cloud is the future. People are going to, you know, they're going to 
kick up a device and play a video game and play it within seconds. Yeah, game like uh, Destiny Two crossplay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Xbox, exactly. PlayStation. They announced that uh, just one big bomb right there. Just like, and while we're at it, Nintendo's on board, Sony's on board, uh, Microsoft's on board. We're all playing on devices. So it doesn't matter how powerful. Yeah, even the Stadia. You know, hey, if it's gonna be a multiplat. They won't. They'll keep it a multiplat. <clears throat> No, yeah, they're a little bit closer now. Uh, maybe they can get uh, rights to Kotor have a city and work on a new one. It'd be sick. <laughs> oh, that, that. that'd be fantastic. Uh, I mean, who knows what Obsidian has, uh, you know, going on behind yeah, the scenes, but uh, that would be cool if they could work out a deal with uh, Disney for that. Um, but uh, shock before we move on, uh, going back to Alan Wake, did you have anything to add to that uh, with control? Is that something that you'd be interested in uh, playing at all? Uh, yeah, that would probably get me to check out control probably a little bit more because I used to, I played all the uh, original Alan Wake and the DLC and all that. Um, so it was pretty sick back in the day. So that would be pretty cool. I haven't checked out control to see how that plays though, but. All right. All right. Very nice. Yeah, no, I'm a huge Alan Wake fan and, you know, I, I'm a huge Remedy fan as well. And I honestly, I, I need to get on onto the, uh, the control train and it's just, there's been so many games recently. You can't blame somebody for not picking up a couple, but I will get to it soon, especially now that I've heard about this DLC uh, that was announced, but, uh, Let's see here, guys. Moving on, and recently Capcom has revealed a new Resident Evil game with Project Resistance. Now, the concept, it's a 4v1 asymmetrical multiplayer game using the RE engine, which, as you know, based on the last couple of Resident Evil games, it is one heck of a beautiful engine. And... The game casts one player as the so-called mastermind. So basically, the purpose of this player is to prevent the four survivors from escaping. And the mastermind, this person can summon zombies, liquors, and a whole variety of, like, baddies. And as well, they can set traps and manipulate the environment. So a lot of cool stuff going on there. And it just, it sounds like a cool concept altogether. So panel... Now, this sounds like a pretty cool experience to me, and it's definitely a different take on Resident Evil. What do you guys think about this game? Does the concept sound cool to you? Uh, are you guys Resident Evil fans, and would you be interested in picking this one up? Uh, Fable Legends a little bit. Remember when they had the, uh, <laughs> you know, you set up uh, to go up against your other counterparts? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I like the way it's, uh, that sounds. Um, I'm a Resident Evil fan, and um, I love absolutely. Love, it was my game of the year, Resident Evil Seven. I think in 2017 when it came out, um, or 16, one of those years. Uh, but I, I'm a huge fan of Resident Evil, and um, I I just kind of just really want that type of experience in Seven kind of just moved over to eight you know what i mean like i i, I don't uh, i don't like the sound of what i just heard i mean it could be cool i guess mm-hmm. i gotta see it but um for me i just kind of like the traditional um exactly what resident seven seven was just 
just another story, more graphics, more, you know, that type of setup, uh, you can't go wrong. Um, so I don't, you know, for me, I don't like the sound of that, what I just heard, but um, mm -hmm. I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, but hopefully, uh, it maybe turns out, maybe we get some more information, more understand, like you can understand it more. But for me, I kind of just like the way, uh, the traditional residence evil evils ran one. It's funny you mentioned fable legends too, because that's immediately what popped into my head. You have this one person who, you know, is the person like setting up all the baddies and like, you know, is directing all the AI. There was another game though too that didn't do well. I can't remember the name of it. Where I guess it was a four v one, and I guess you played this large. Yeah. What was it? Oh, yeah, I know it was yeah, yeah, so it yeah. Do well. yeah, yeah, that's the one. That one really that they uh, Microsoft had a like I believe a marketing deal with Evolve. Yeah, and that, that did a, not turn uh, out very well. That, that shit the bed. That was supposed to be their big marketing deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be the next Left for Dead, right? And it just did not work. Like, it just did not work as intended, apparently. And uh, nobody really bought into it, which is unfortunate. But, I mean, this is a pretty big IP when you talk about Resident Evil here. It has, you know, a big name attached to it. And while, like, I, I am cautious uh, going into it, but just, you know, the, the trailer kind of caught my eye um centurion uh do you like any of the resident evil games and is this something that would catch your eye at all uh i'm a resident evil fan let's get that forward i i enjoyed playing resident evil 2 back in the day i have still yet to play their uh remake of the game i actually own it i just haven't played it yet it's in my backlog but this game it definitely looks like it has a heavy multiplayer influence and the only thing that i have against games that are very like it gears is a game that was designed to work with people that don't know each other certain multiplayer games though work way better with friends and what works in a workplace amongst co-workers that sit around and play the games with themselves doesn't work when you have random people playing these games and like tim dog said when it comes to the person who's setting up you know the zombies and the liquors and stuff um you know it gives you know like let's just point it out man in a lot of multiplayer games there's people that learn how to be toxic in them very quickly you know mm -hmm. Look at Re uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I enjoyed playing that game up and down with my friends, but there was still people constantly that figured out how to, you know, get shots off at the spawn points. Uh, they would figure out where they could glitch through walls. They would just do what they could to do mm -hmm. anything to kind of mess with the actual mechanics of the game. So when you kind of like have somebody that's in control of a situation like that, you know, it, it could potentially end up becoming not fun for the people on the receiving end. That's my only trepidation with uh, games that kind of give a lot of control to one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, trying to balance that out is uh, definitely key. And uh, it does seem like the survivors in this game will have, like, 
some abilities like one's gonna have like strong uh, melee abilities the other is gonna be like more of a healing character and <clears> so <throat> on so you know it's gonna be a, a co-op like really team focused thing where you have to like try and get through it yeah. together that's the fun part to me the that team aspect <clears throat> being the mm -hmm. bad guy and that one person is just kind of I don't know. I don't like the feeling of being ganged up on. I don't know. Maybe well, just it's just that. I just to evolve. Yeah, it was just. I don't know. Well, has there we, ever been a success with this game type? It's like what Shinno Elite says that the, the great games to play uh, for the devs to play. Let's think about like real quick, like like Friday, like mm -hmm. real quick, Tim. Friday the Thirteenth. Like it wasn't. Isn't that kind of the same thing in a sense? You yeah. Think or no, like... Yeah, you play as Jason. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Now that was had some relative success. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and then there's going to be that Predator game coming out soon too, which is similar. On, to wait uh, and see. Yeah, but it, it's one of those things where I just I don't think it's been done well. But I think mm -hmm. if somebody like, I mean, there's been instances of it having a little success as. Uh, Megatron point out with Friday the 13th, but yeah, there hasn't been a dev that's really knocked it out of the park to make it successful, but I, I do think there's something there. May, may, I don't know if it's going to happen with uh, Resident Evil Project Resistance. I think it's an interesting concept, uh, definitely a separate entity from uh, the mainstay in the series, but I would like to see where they go with this. I think it's uh, very interesting. Um... You know, every everybody keeps bringing up uh, Fable Legends, and it's a shame what happened with Fable Legends too. But you know, because obviously Lionhead had worked really hard on it for it to not come out. But were any of you guys in the beta for that by chance? Yeah, I was in the beta. Yeah, yeah, I was in it too, and uh, you know, it was a beautiful game, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely got around to playing it, and I don't know, they, like. It was a different experience, but I had fun with it. Like it definitely has instances yeah. where I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind playing this." Well, I remember one time I was actually playing with Phil, and uh, I kind of asked Phil, "I says, what do you think of the game?" And and I could tell like he was he was uh, he's like, "Well, we need some more time, and animations need to be worked on this and that." And this was before, obviously, I can. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they gave a lot of time to that game and, um, going back, I mean, listen, when that game was canceled, we, we all hated it. I think that the, the whole concept from the beginning was failed concept and, uh, you know, they should have been working on a traditional, uh, Fable 4. I, I, I just, listen, when you have a great IP like Resident Evil or Fable or whatever, I just don't think to venture out with these these type of these type of games just kind of like stick to what made you great um i'm just a traditionalist in that in that in that sense um you know i mean listen i'm like i said i'm a resident evil fan and this thing sounds like you know like who who's gonna who's gonna want to be that guy that sets up everything I, I don't know i guess in theory you could say it sounds cool but in actuality, when when I when I did play like Friday the Thirteenth and and those games, you never wanted to be that guy. You always wanted, to, you know, always be one of the other people. One, and, one of the campers, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never wanted to be Jason. I mean, maybe somebody did, but um, <laughs> you know, like like I said, I, I just I don't know. 
I have serious trepidation going into into this Resident Evil, and maybe maybe who knows? Maybe it's a smaller type game, and that you know, it's not what we think it is. But I would just would rather hearing about a Resident Evil Eight in a different world or in a different setting, or even a, a continued setting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, again, it's interesting. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, we'll definitely learn more in the the weeks to come. I think they have more to show for. Tokyo Game Show coming up soon, so, well, you know, we'll be seeing more gameplay from that. Uh, moving on, fellas, you know, we're getting towards the end of the show, but before we uh, head out, let's uh, talk about what we've been playing, and what games have you guys, what games have been eating up your time for the past week? Uh, let's start with you, uh, Megatron. What have you been playing the past week? Well, you know I'm going to say Gears. Right? <laughs> it's just well, been Gears in the campaign. I just delved into the uh, the multiplayer aspect. Um, I posted the one video uh, on Twitter, but uh, just Gears. That's it. Um, I may want to touch into uh, Sea of Thieves and Alan Wake because admittedly, that game has been in my backlog since uh, it came out, unfortunately. Um, but uh, that's it. That's what I've been playing, Gears. Gears, gears, gears. All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, Shock. Shockley, what have you been playing the past week? What have you been uh, going back and forth with? Yeah, same with uh, with the Gears, definitely, as I just dropped. Uh, Devil May Cry a little bit since I just entered uh, Game Pass. Missed that back in the early January, February. Um, and I went back and checked out the... Uh, I have that PT demo on my uh, PS4 <laughs> with all the Kojima stuff going on. So <laughs> went through that a little bit, but yeah. Right. It. All right. Actually, speaking about uh, Kojima guys and, uh, you know, there's been some Death Stranding footage. Oh, that's, uh, right. <laughs> that's right. We haven't talked about it. Well, I wasn't sure if we'd get time to talk about, but since it got brought up, uh, you know what, let's... Uh, Let's kind of bring this up a bit uh, since we're talking. Um, so there's been new gameplay, lots of gameplay actually shown for Death Stranding. And there's been a lot of people still questioning as to what you actually do in the game still to this day. And uh, what I don't know if any of you guys have uh, seen in the, in the chat the gameplay that has been shown, but it... It just looks very, how do I say, bland. Um, Tim Dog, have you seen the footage? Yeah, I've, I've actually, um, I have a better understanding of, uh, I, I pretty much watched all of it. Yeah, I watched mm-hmm. it and listened to, uh, you know, uh, some of the, the, the things that they were talking about. Like I watched that, I think it was an 11-minute uh, trailer that they showed behind closed doors where, you kind of find out about the strand and 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 what you know what they're trying to do with these packages and you know it's a post-apocalypse you know uh, world and they're trying to you know bop bop bop. I, I kind of got a better understanding of the game as far as what I've seen from the game. Um, listen, um, I I don't I I, I don't. <laughs> uh, like the way I, I, I don't like the way the game looks. Uh, it looks boring. It looks um, it looks tedious. But that that goes to say that maybe you know I don't, I'm not getting the full story. But I don't like I I can't see this game, um, you know, 
being a 95 Metacritic uh, smash hit. I just that's my personal feeling on it. I think it'll be around the 80, 82, but you know I could be wrong. Um, I just uh, from what I've seen, I haven't been impressed at all. <laughs> Fozzie is uh, what's up, Fozzie? Uh, 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 he's like 45 minutes in, and you're like still what the heck's going on in the game? He's a post-apocalyptic pizza delivery guy. <laughs> I hope it's bad. You know, I, Kojima's always been weird with his storytelling and everything, so I think people need to remember that. Um, but the game, I mean, to put people, to shut people up, the game's got to be good. Um, as far as what I, I've seen, it doesn't look that interesting to me at all, but, you know, the game still looks good. So it's kind of a wait-and-see kind of a thing. I mean, I think he's purposely not really showing everybody, like he said, you know, he doesn't want to tell us show to tell people the story yet. Um, I guess he's trying to keep it like under wraps until the day of. Um, I don't know. I got the collector's edition on pre-order, by the way, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep it or not. And I don't have a PlayStation. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's Death Stranding for now. It's well, it's pretty marks. It's pretty bad when, like, you've shown so much gameplay and people are still confused about what the product is because all people are seeing are these segments where you're just kind of walking around and, okay, you might steal a vehicle here and there, but just, like, you know, you have, like, some packages on your back or, like, you got this little thing trailing. Oh, okay, they showed a hoverboard, but still it's just like, ooh, you know, it's like we're not seeing a lot of really key interesting moments or gameplay shown that really gets people excited for the game. I think, you mm-hmm. know, people are still wanting to see, you know, that giant ooh you know that you know that's gonna that really drives me to go out and pre-order death stranding i I just haven't seen that moment like i'm sure like there's some kind of interesting like plot there i just like i'm not seeing it like i I want i want in a way i want this game to be good it's just i i'm not drawn to it at all like uh it's you know it's like uh the comment in the chat here it's artsy you know, it's an artsy game. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It and... just better be good because if not, it may be his his last <laughs> game. Uh, it's just I hope it's I hope it's a good game for the people that are uh, fans of Kojima. I don't want to really knock it yet, but it's just you want to shut people up. You got to put that good game out, and if it's if it's if it's going to be a bad game, you're going to hear about it all over social media. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> well, okay, it's like I don't want to knock it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it, for a PlayStation exclusive game, that's your that's your big exclusive coming out uh, this holiday season, and people are still confused about it. You know, it has no multiplayer component, as far as I know, it's just a single player story, and people still just don't know what it's about. It's just post-apocalyptic that's all it is i don't know if it's true or not there's one i saw something on twitter today i guess if you stare at his crotch he uh, too many times <laughs> he gets up and starts punching you or the camera itself yeah. or something like that like um it's funny he's got a sense of humor um <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that's i wonder what the budget is on that game 
Mm-hmm. Well, I'm assuming Sony threw a whole uh, wad of money his way. It's like, make make us some gold. You know, they're probably, you know, make us some, you know, whatever. I feel like it's not going to be as big as, like, God of War, Horizon. Just because it's a weird genre games when your casuals are, like, shopping at the store. Like, it's not like God of War. Like, oh, yeah, I know that. Or Spider-Man. Like what is this? There's a baby on the back, and he's yeah. It's like you know the the cutscenes honestly are beautiful, and, and I have to give him mm-hmm. I, I'll give that engine a lot of credit. But the gameplay that I've seen um, just hasn't looked good. It hasn't looked fluid. Uh, you know, there's spots where like you're running away from these guards and you're trying to like th- you throw like a briefcase at them. It just doesn't look fluid. It just doesn't look. <laughs> it just doesn't look like something briefcase. that. Yeah, uh, it just doesn't look like something that um, of the pe- pe- pedigree Sony's been pushing out, and the type of games that they've put, been putting out. It's just not. It's just not on that level. And I think that uh, you have a lot of people that are Kojima fans. And, and let me get even if this game bombs, it doesn't take away from his legacy. He's still a tremendous developer and and one of an all time great. But sometimes, you know, you, you have some misses. I mean, musicians have that all the time where they've made music and then they make an album and, it, and it, you know, they tried something different and it wasn't, you know, what they expected and it didn't do so well. For me, like I said, like if we're being honest here, there there are issues with here. There there are to say that you don't think it looks interesting to you or it looks boring um, it's not being a fanboy or anything. It's just honestly, that's just an honest opinion. If this was coming, to, I would be like the same. I'd be like, I don't, you know, I'm not really digging what I see. Um, you know, when I've seen Horizon and when I saw Spider Man and when I, all the games that Sony's pushed out, I'm like, wow, well, those games are, those games are freaking. Killer, those games are gonna just destroy. All of those you saw like but, two seconds of it, and you wanted to play it. Right, exactly. But this Absolutely. game, like, how many times over are we gonna see different things and try to come up with why we like it? Like this, sometimes just comes to a point where it's just it doesn't appeal to you. I mean, maybe it appeals to some people. Maybe some of that stuff is funny. I mean, I could see some of the stuff being a little silly and funny. But just overall, like just walking through the landscapes on hours on hours, uh, you know, like when I watched it, I was like, I had to fast forward it. I was like, I can't mm-hmm. just, you know, see him. I mean, you could get a hoverboard, it looks like, and fast travel a little bit better. But, you know, from what I but saw. But Jeff, Keighley, really Jeff kinda... Keighley's in the game, so that's automatic a 9.0 <laughs> <Yeah>. right there. <laughs> I like but, you a know... lot of people are saying that it's going to get a 95 Metacritic. I just can't see that. Like, I understand that he's respected. I think that if it gets an 83, that's pretty high. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And respectable. But, you know, 95. I'm trying I'm, to think, though. All his games that have come out have been, like, in the 90s. I may be wrong, but I, I, I want to say. <laughs> what was that? It's like Metal Gear Solid 5, although it wasn't finished. I'm not sure that's probably the lower one. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear, the series mm-hmm. Metal Gear, which was a great series, 
and you know, you look at some of those games and you can understand why it was successful. I mean, yeah, they look great. They Metal Gear Solid was, you know, um, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, an all-time great. But this doesn't, like I said, it it doesn't have that feel. It just, it just looks looks like it's, like I said, I, I when it comes out, uh, I guess we'll find out. But if it get nineties and and, and and it's critically acclaimed, then you know I you know I'll I'll be the first to admit that I just didn't see it. But you know congratulations. But I just I kind of want the, right now. I want the game to be good. I want I want developers to be like different and creative, and you know not be hampered by like mm-hmm. outside like social media. But I just hope that it's not that crazy where it's it's just a bad game. <laughs> I re- I really I'm really like that last thing at TGS. Tokyo Game Show, I really kind of discouraged me, but I'm still crossing my fingers and hoping that the game's a good game. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, all I'm right, just I'm, I'm confused. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on in this game. It's got something coming out of his back that, you know, this little light thing, you know, and uh, yes, I, don't, I just hope it's good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to kind of hop in on this. Um, I was kind of waiting for everybody to say their piece. Um, this game was made and brought to you part by Amazon. This is how they're going to test for new employees. Not, nah, I'm playing. Um, so <laughs> they, they want to make sure that you can actually keep up with your quota and distinguish between two day prime and standard shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, no. Um, before I say what I'm about to say, I'm going to say like this. You know, Kojima, he's trying to create an artistic vision. That's probably not going to be realized right away. You know, probably further down the line, people are going to look back on this game and be like, oh, my God, that game was ahead of its time. Um, but Well, there's your RC aspect, you know. Yeah, you know, like, I, like I've said it in a couple shows, you know, look at Picasso. When that guy was creating paintings when he was alive, people thought he was nuts and out of his mind and that he wouldn't amount to anything. Mm-hmm. You know, fast forward, look at it now. His stuff sells for, you know, obscene amounts of money mm-hmm. and i get the feeling that there's going to be like some like big messaging that we're just totally missing here you know like these oh, underlying yeah. tones and themes that we're not going to pick up on until like well after right oh definitely but the one thing i am wanting to point out right now a recent release on xbox was cons- was uh deemed by a couple reviewers as being empty I really hope these same reviewers stick to their guns when this game comes out and it's built on the same engine as Horizon Zero Dawn. In Horizon Zero Dawn, you couldn't walk a couple feet without having a robot trying to take you out or some kind of thing in the environment that was interactive. These environments just look like wide open spaces with barely anything shall i say other than plants and grass and just you know just general geographic stuff of the game there's no animals there's no wildlife there's there's really not many elements there and for being built on that same engine it's kind of surprising and the other part of this is could you imagine right now gamescom rod ferguson walks out stands next to Je- next to jeff keely and you know roll that footage and you just see Dell and Kate driving around on the skiff, uh, JD and Foz just walking around and rubble, no action really going on. Hell, you don't even know if they got a gun or not. 
Yeah. You know, if, if if Microsoft was to do a game like this, people would be poking fun at it and making oh, gifs all day long going, this is what Microsoft gets. They spent all this money on all these studios, and this is what all you dumbasses are going to get. But if Sony does this, oh, my God, it's visionary. It's just going to change the way games are done. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, and it's just like, okay, you know, you, this this has got to stop. If you're going to say this about one platform, don't hold another platform to a different standard. I'm not trying to act like a fanboy, but at the same time, lately, it is getting kind of old and passe on it's okay for the company to do A, but it's not okay for this company to do A. Um, it's, it's just completely out of control at this point, you know, I, from what I have seen, it is a yeah. double standard. I'm not going to be the guy out there that says it, but it is starting to seem like if it's this was standard. Xbox, forget it. Oh, yeah. Let's it, be honest. On Salty's show on Thursday, I won't there mention be a Metacritic out for it of like, a, you know, three yeah. points <laughs> if it was Xbox. So. On Salty's show on Thursday, he actually, um, Salty for starters, tweeted out to Jeff Keeley and said, hey, have you already put um, Kojima's name on the award for game of the year? <laughs> and the, the, the guy actually, he answered back saying that I don't get to vote on the games. And it's like, dude, you own the game award. So mm. please don't, don't, don't be trying to blow smoke at this point. Um, and then on top of that, um, it's oh my on. The, that's right. On Salty's show, there was a guy in the chat. I won't name him, but he actually said in the chat that he was a, a, a Sony pony. And the funny part is he actually talked to us in the chat and agreed that if this was an Xbox game, he would be tearing it down. Yeah. But, you know, and but the thing he already came out in the chat and also said that Death Stranding is not his cup of tea. And so therefore it, it to him, the game is uh, never was. But, you know, it's just one of those things where even people in the Sony community are starting to admit, like, dude, if this was on Xbox, I would be tearing it down all day long. So it, it, it's starting to get very interesting that it, Kojima has literally shown more footage than Gears of War has ever. Gears 5 has shown its entire existence so far. And still nobody knows what this game is about. But heaven forbid that you know, we don't show a Gears 5 gameplay video at E3, and next thing you know, everybody's being held to this high standard of, you know, we got to know what the game's going to be about. How do we know what we're getting? Yeah, it was, it was so sad. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it'll be interesting to no, see... Rant. No, it's okay. No, it'll be it's interesting to see, though, like, how... Uh, if we'll see anything else, like any other more footage, like come, let's say, Tokyo Game Show for uh, Death Stranding. <sighs> Again, I want to understand this game and I I want to see whatever messaging that Kojima has for it. But man, it's just if I can ask you one question. Did you see the tweet Kojima put out saying that he doesn't even know what the game is about? Yeah, did yeah, he that, that? yeah, yeah, he did. Do you think he's serious he or do you think he's screwing with people? Uh, trolling maybe <laughs> some people are saying he's trolling other people think that he just basically is 
throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and just going to see what sticks. I mean, how does Sony feel about that? I mean, they're paying for this stuff. Someone <laughs> said it was more than <laughs> like, Could you imagine? Hey, I'm going to come design. I'm going to come and design your kitchen, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But you <laughs> could know? you imagine Bob Ferguson standing on stage going, "I really don't know what the hell Gears Five is about." But here it is. <laughs> well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt here and just, you know, he yeah. let's just say he actually knows what the concept is. Just maybe, I don't know, maybe further along the way, he like added in a few things. Like that's what my hope would be is any, anyways, because to just come out and say that and you're a huge big name dev and your game is being published by you know, publisher and console manufacturer Sony. Oh, that it just doesn't sound very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, if you're saying things were added in and that's why he's doing that, the peeing thing better be an add in because oh. if that was, if that was a day one thing on the drawing board, if I was in that room, like, Oh my God, this game is just going to be whacked. I heard about that. What is that about? What's the peeing thing? You can pee. I, 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 you can oh, pee. You can pee. All, yeah. And if you get all your friends together and pee in the same spot, something special happens. So uh -oh. says the dude at Gamescom. That was exactly what was said. Something special will happen. Uh, yeah. Again. Honestly, like for the record, though, I don't. I mean, we're joking. I mean, everyone. We, I mean, it's fun to poke, but I, for me, like, I do wish I want the game to be successful. Honestly, I really do. I never really want to wish anything bad on the game. Uh, I just hope it's it is what I mean. The anticipation mm -hmm. for this game is through the roof. I don't know why. You know, I mean, for me, it was the graphics. And you know the actor, the, the actors that they have in the game, and nothing mm -hmm. to do with Jeff Keighley, of course, though. But of course. Um, but uh, I just hope that it it's uh, the expectations are met. Um, and I mean, I guess they did announce too that it was a story mode where you don't even do it. I guess it's just you just push play or something. I think there was a a setting where you just play the story itself, and there's no kind of like interaction with anything. Um, have you guys heard about that, or am I off? Yes, no. Maybe not. Not hundred percent sure about that. To be honest, I'd have to look into it. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, the like the indie gamer said, it's bananas. Like this game is like far out of left Megatron hasn't seen the peeing thing. <laughs> I, I don't haven't. Think he wants to. Dude, go, dude, <laughs> go on. Look it up. Games. Uh, um, Hideo Kojima showed up at Gamescom with three pieces of footage. One to, to culminate the love child between uh, Jeff Keighley and Kojima, and the one another one was to show the storyline, and the third one for some reason was to um, really emphasize the peeing mechanic in the game, and that if you try to look at um, oh my god, what's the main character's name? The guy who plays him, anyways, the guy from The Walking Dead. I Daryl, Norman, Norman Reedus. Yeah. yeah, if you try to turn the like, J.O. Kojima wanted you to know. If you try to turn the the camera to see his, uh, you know, his his manhood, the character will keep turning his back to the camera. They basically put it in there to where you can't do that. Um, but yeah, and then while he was while he was peeing, while he was peeing, they showed the arc, like how how far you can arc it. And then while he was peeing, a magic mushroom grew. <laughs> I'm not making this up, dude. A magic mushroom grew out of the ground while he was peeing. That's funny, man. Uh, I mean, they eat it next. I mean, I, I guess quirky. I guess I don't know. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, like honestly, because 
like a lot of the comments like don't get me wrong i believe it just sound like it sounds like trolling that's how bad it is mm -hmm. uh but uh you know it's interesting to talk about death stranding though and uh well again we'll see if there's any more footage to come i just hope that things get clearer before the november re release date but uh it's and shaping you think, up you think it's a possibility that it'll get delayed at all slightest no no i don't full steam ahead well, oh, I just dude, think... if it got delayed, that would mean that Sony only got one exclusive this year because would they really release it in December? If it does get delayed, that's a big blow for them, in my opinion, because then they don't they haven't shown like anything all like this quarter, really. That was their big game. So but uh, moving on, guys, since we um, that just kind of came up uh, randomly. But uh, Centurion, what have you been playing recently? What kind of games have been on uh, your docket? Well, I finally wanted to finish grinding out Control because I don't like doing game reviews on games I haven't put a lot of <clears throat> time into. And, uh, yeah, I finally completed that one, was able to get a gamer score of 860 out of 1,000. So I feel like I really put a lot of work into that one. Nice. Now I'm trying to grind out Gears 5, but in between Gears 5, I find myself playing on Elder Scrolls Online with uh, some close family members of mine. So those are pretty much the titles I've been kind of playing since last show. All right. All right. Very nice. And uh, it's quiet when I say Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> 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 yeah actually yeah that's right i've been seeing you playing it a lot uh, you're obsessed with that game i wouldn't say obsessed it's it's kind of like sea of thieves you always come back there's something new mm -hmm. going on there's always something to do it's it's the only mmo that's ever sucked me in like that and a friend of mine exposed me to it and you know i know it's a it's a passe game for a lot of people but you know, it's definitely got a lot there. Like you could have, you could know everything in the game and it would still take you months just to even get through the main story, let alone doing DLCs and expansions and other stuff. Like it's, it's, it's got something to do constantly. <laughs> Sorry, a funny comment in the chat by uh, Abacab. If uh, you guys want to take a look at that, but oh, <laughs> but um yeah no i you know what i really gotta get on control though uh that i gotta pick up that game as far as the games that i've been playing recently uh i've been going back and forth between a couple obviously gears five i've been slowly working my way through that um actually i picked up a new release for my nintendo switch damon x machina it's kind of a uh, it's a mech game an action mech game uh that kind of rem reminds you of those classic anime mech uh cartoons animes and it, it's just a, it's a lot of fun so far it's uh very fast paced a lot of action i'm having a lot of fun with it so far and i've also downloaded a game that was in game pass recently came out on a bunch of platforms including xbox creature in the well it's this little indie game and you know what i wasn't expecting very much but i've been having a lot of fun with it so far uh I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it, but it's definitely like it's like an artsy game with like I don't know. It's it's a cool game. It's a really cool game. I definitely suggest people uh, pick it up if you have a little bit of a uh, spare time on your hands. And uh, just to let everyone know, it looks like Tim has uh, left. I'm not sure if he was having uh, some trouble getting back in, but uh, it looks like Tim is out. 
But on that note, uh, and after a very lively discussion, guys, this show is now coming to an end. And honestly, some very good points from the panel tonight. Lots and lots of really good points. And also a big shout out and thank you to everyone that joined us here tonight. Uh, lots of love and passion in the chat. Love the dialogue that was going on. And we always appreciate everyone that shows up for our show. Definitely share this out, guys. Share the link and give it a like before you leave. And honestly, and just show everyone out there that you love listening to the Green Machine, the Emerald Crew, that is TXR Podcast. So again, thank you, everybody that came out. Uh, you've been rocking with us all night. Thank you very much to our to all our listeners. Now let's get on with some in outros here. Megatron, awesome talk tonight. Where can everyone follow you, my Decepticon buddy? Well, you can follow me as always on Twitter, uh, Megatron underscore one nine seven five, and you can find me on Gears tonight. So I need that help. I see you, Fozzie. If you want to play the campaign. Jump in. Thanks, everybody, for uh, coming through. <clears throat> all, right, all right. Centurion, my friend. Uh, oh, you know what? Believe it or not, I almost called you Centaurian off the top <laughs> of my tongue, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, very easy. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's going to come up a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> Where can people find you, buddy? Well, you can find me every day on Twitter and YouTube at Centurion1307. You can find me every Sunday right here with you guys kicking it on TXR. But I am also on Saltiest Gaming Podcast on Thursdays and the Shop Podcast on Saturdays. And as long as everything goes according to plan, because I got to do some work tomorrow, I'm hoping to be on Wilmy Hood's uh, Gaming Outside the Box podcast tomorrow. Nice. All right. Definitely got to catch that. Um, Shockley, where can everybody find you, Find you, my friend? Yeah, you can uh, find me at, uh, Shock, or at Shock Nero on Twitter and uh, Easy Shock on uh, Xbox Live and uh, PSN. All right, all right. That's awesome. And yeah, unfortunately, Southbound couldn't make it tonight. He was working and uh, Tim Dog dropped out. But... Again, thank you, everyone, for coming. Of course, my name is Invader. You can catch me on YouTube, Invader Gaming. That's my channel. And I'm pretty active on Twitter. You guys can find me at Invader underscore 1986. And, yeah, it's been a great show, guys. Very lively. The chat has been awesome. I cannot say that enough. And, uh, hey, we'll catch you next Sunday, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. And we hope to continue the awesomeness then. Catch you later, guys. Peace. Later.